Hello, one and all, and welcome to a book recap of January 2022. My name is Karen, and I am from the Mere Mortals Book Reviews team. I'm here to examine everything that was going on in January of 2022, the books that I read and that one, my co-host read, and just give some sort of off-the-cuff comments, some little random thoughts that maybe sum up the book review in uh, one minute instead of 20 minutes. <laughs> so we'll jump right into my favorite ones for the the start here. The first was Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. I ended up giving this a seven and a half out of 10. I really enjoyed this book. It was uh, a bit different from what I was expecting. I was expecting sort of more risque erotic scenes rather than an actual sort of narrative storyline to it so I had a little bit of a misconception there and one of the most interesting things of this was just how radically different your opinions can be so I was discussing this with my dad who had read the book maybe 30 years earlier when was this published 1955 so could have early easily been 40 maybe even 50 years uh, maybe not 50 40 years <laughs> and uh, we were discussing it and his impression of the book was so much different. He was he, he got from it and granted this has been a long time. So uh, his distortions of it, you know, 40 years, 30 years of, of time can distort really anything. And, but his impression was that uh, Humphrey Humphrey or was it Humphrey Humphrey or Humbert Humbert was sort of the good guy of the book in a way that he was the innocent one and that Lolita, the the young girl, was the one who was sort of seducing him, and that I'm I'm sure I'll, I'll speak for my dad here, where he is not condoning sexual relations with uh, underage girls and anything like that. But his impression was that the author was saying, "Oh, this is this is actually it's not a black and white thing," and that you know there might have been some part of her who was also you know responsible for. The relationship it wasn't just a one-way sort of thing for me I would have said yeah that could be somewhat true up until the end of the book and then that was when sort of for me the the, the hammer points came nailed home and you're like oh this dude's just create he's delusional he's obsessed with this girl and he's trying to justify everything that's going on and to to make it seem like it's sort of a consensual relationship but on the by and large the you know over the whole course of of their their time together I came away being like no he's he's kind of a piece of shit and he's ruined this girl's life essentially by the the interactions that he's had with her the sexual interactions the sort of grooming that he was doing the obsessive behavior the 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 strictness that he imposed on her life sounded like her. She she came out of it not for the better. Let's just put it that way. So uh, interesting that you can have such radically different opinions on on a book. And yeah, we had some discussions trying to to point his argument my way, my argument uh, his way. And yeah, found that was uh, that was interesting. So that was quite a a, a good read. I, I enjoyed reading that book. The next one was Nathaniel's Nutmeg. I gave this a six and a half out of 10. This was a book that I'm glad I read. It sort of came to me. Uh, this was a recommendation from Oscar Mary, and I'll uh, talk about that in the Boostergram section. But it, it was, I'd, I'd been meaning, meaning to learn more about the Dutch East India Company for a long time. This had, I'd heard that it was the, the wealthiest um, company in the world at some stage. I actually got some of the numbers wrong in there. So I think I believe I said 
that Apple and Microsoft and things like that are around the $1 trillion. Um, my co-host Juan informed me that they're closer to $2 trillion, But in any case, that still is the East India company, Dutch East India, was still 4x times however big they are. So it was a huge conglomeration of wealth all stacked into a single entity, let's put it that way. And the actual times, the sailing, the <laughs> it sounded like mayhem. It didn't it didn't sound like a particularly nice time to be alive for anyone, to be honest. You know, if you're willingly going out for these adventures to see where you've got you know, a, a one in three chance of dying. Uh, now, I think I was using one in three the whole time, but I could have had it around the other way. It could have been two thirds of the people didn't come back from these adventures. And it was just like, you could die so many different ways by accident, by scurvy, by the natives, by uh, piracy, by, you, you know, just name it. The, they, these people weren't dying of old age. Let's put it that way. So the actual spices and things like themselves, the trades, yeah, that was kind of interesting. The geography of of how they came uh, down the uh, sort of side of Africa and then across into through to Indonesia, but they'd sometimes come across and make like a stop around um, uh, just off of uh, the South American continent and things like that and Madagascar and, you know, all these sorts of different things. It was was pretty interesting. I'm I'm glad I read the book. It informed me a bit more about geography, not just... um, the history and spice and trade wars, but uh, a solid read. The only thing I would say about the book that as like a caveat would be one, it did feel like it had a very English bent to it. The author himself was English. And so I felt like the Dutch were maybe treated a bit harshly. And I'm wondering if a Dutch person wrote this same book, how the English would come out in it. So that's just one caveat there. Uh, and the other was that although this was taken from documents and history, it did seem to have a bit of the author's own flavor of this narrative history thrown into it. So it's hard to tell how much of this is you know, actually like it was, um, probably for the most part, but he, there was maybe some additions which could give you a, a false impression. So I gave that a, a six and a half out of 10. I, I quite enjoyed that book as well. One book I didn't particularly enjoy was Leviathan by Thomas Hobbes. I'd been meaning to read this for a while. I'd, I'd heard just enough people quoting it. You know, the famous quote of, jeez, um, uh, let me find the actual page it was of the, um, the famous quote, page 102. So if I go to here and we all know what this is, the, uh, which is worst of all, continual fear and danger of violent death in the life of man, solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short. What I found interesting was that my impression of of him and this book in particular radically changed after reading it, or at least attempting to read it. And I didn't feel that he was condemning humanity and human nature as much as I have heard other people describe that quote as and describe his works as. I've came away with it more thinking, yes, he has some ideas that humans left on their own will inevitably lead to war and this is why you need commonwealths i.e governments to step in and these can be democracies they can be aristocracies they can be monarchies they can be whatever but you need something to tamper down that that human nature that leads to war but i didn't feel like it was a, a wholesale condemnation of human nature neither like i didn't feel like he was saying humans are irreparably bad and we need government 
like government is the best thing in the world. We, we, we must have it. Like it's the, it's so good, uh, which was what I'd heard from this, uh, particularly if you go back to my book review of, uh, I think it was called Humankind by Rutger Breckman. You'll see that that he was talking a lot about Hobbes in there, and this is one of the cases where I feel ah, maybe I, I'm not so sure he he treated him correctly there. I, I feel I feel like he's been a, a little bit misinterpreted, and why? Well, probably because the book is so fucking stupidly hard to read. It is just dense, even with all the great work by the um, editors, uh, David Johnston, um, in this particular case for the Norton Library version. It was just so, so difficult to read. Um, there was sections in there about Christianity, the part three. I, I, I pretty much just skipped all of that. There was just no, no, no benefit to that. And the meaning of words have changed, even though he, you know, the style where it's written in a continuous sentence for multiple paragraphs, it's just, it's just really, really hard to read. So, uh, I can somewhat understand why there might be some misinterpretations and, and maybe why I even have a misinterpretation because this was a slog. This was sort of, this reminded me of being English class in high school and reading a book that I didn't want to read. I sat down this and I, I struggled through it and I'm somewhat glad I did, but I it was a heavy price to pay. So I ended up giving that a three out of 10. The other book that was done was by one and then this was called 12 and a half by his uh, one of his favorite people in the world which is Gary Vaynerchuk and so this is a book talking about emotions and I suppose characteristics and why he tries to embody these certain ones how you can implement these into your daily lives and things like that. I, I feel that was the uh, the general theme of the book. Um, if you actually want one of these as well, Gary V, if nothing else, is a very good marketer. And so he convinced Juan to buy, I believe it was 72 copies of this book because he gets some NFTs with it. And so if you want a copy of this book, uh, leave a comment somewhere uh, down below or message us info at gmail.com and, uh, and one will send, send it out to you because he's got many a copy of it. So yeah, there's lots of things in here about scenarios, about you know your, man your manager Olivia says she needs more proactiveness from you, et cetera, et cetera. This is how you could behave and things like that. So I can definitely tell you, not, not my sort of book. I'm glad Juan read it, not me. Um, and I think he wasn't overly impressed with that which is sort of the general theme uh, that comes from Gary V he's more of he's a better speaker than he is a writer so but, but uh, I, I won't comment too much on that so those are the books that were read in January of 2022 I'm going to jump to the boostergrams now so for those who don't know boostergrams are a way of interacting directly with the show you can send me a message via your favorite podcasting app if you've got a good one newpodcastapps.com uh, a good one is Fountain, which is um, how I'm actually accessing these. And the you, you can write a comment, you can add some interpretation, things I got wrong, things I, I got right, et cetera, et cetera. I, I really, really, really do appreciate the feedback and it helps support the show and whatnot. So let's get into the ones that were sent through in January 2022. First of all, there was a test from me. Thank you, Karen, for that. Another one was uh, Oscar Mary. So new to the pod, what was your favorite book of 2021? So this was sent using, I, I imagine sent using Fountain, 2001 sats. Thank you, Oscar. I have brought this up here. So 
it might be worth me doing a, a video, uh, a, a proper, I'll, I'll do it in the actual podcast, like my favorite books. Uh, so the Mere Mortals podcast, that is. Um, but I can tell you that I probably read about 70-ish books. I'll have to count them up uh, correctly. But this was for most of the, of, uh, sorry, of 2021, my most of 2021, I was reading two books a week. So I was uh, sort of hankering down and smashing them out. And it was really only in the last uh, three months, two, three months of 2021, where I, I stopped the gas a little bit and I, I went back to doing one book review a week. Of that, I can easily tell you that the my favorite book was, uh, my favorite new book, I should say, was Lost Horizon by James Hilton. It was just a really fantastically written book about the uh, so many topics I love. So, so many cool things. Eastern philosophy, it had some existential threat. It had, uh, you know, like the stoic English character. Uh, it had just just a bunch of combinations of things all piled into one book. The this, the idea of Shangri-La, and this is where the, the word Shangri-La originated from. It was him who created it in this book. Just so many cool things. So many cool things all combined into one book. And... I found it immensely, it was, it was one of the only books I'd read in a while where I lost a bunch of sleep because I would be reading it at night and it's like, shit, I need to read one more chapter and then I'd read, you know, end up reading another five until I'm, I'm barely staying awake and it's like, okay, got to close up for now. So, New Find, definitely Lost Horizon by James Hilton. That was a, a fantastic book. Another one which I just really enjoy and I've it was my second time reading was Catch-22 by Joseph Heller. And this is one of the funniest books you'll ever read, I think. It really captures this this anti, anti-war, anti-violent sentiment um, and but also absurdity and paradox and, and really that those are things that I, I care about a lot, I find really interesting. And so those were, were two sort of things wrapped up together in, in that book as well, which it, it's just so funny. It's one of the best comedic books I've, I've come across personally. Uh, some other good shout outs would be Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut, would be The Grapes of Wrath by, um, oh, geez, how I'm forgetting his name. Uh, I should know that. Uh, the man who wrote uh, Of Mice and Men, John Steinbeck. And uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. That was also another one which uh, sort of surprised me because I'm not usually into those sorts of books. But those are a couple there. But yeah, if you're really interested, tune into the Mere Mortals podcast sometime and I'll, I'll do a, a big review of that. It'll be like 2021 book review or something along those lines. Uh, Oscar again, he says, this one brought me back and defo going to read it again. Nathaniel's Nutmeg, 2200 sats. Thank you very much, Oscar. Uh, and that was um, a recommendation by him, Nathaniel's Nutmeg. So, no, thank you, Oscar. It was a, it was a great read and uh, I did enjoy myself a lot. The next two are from Pitar. Uh, I'm not exactly sure which app he sent these through, so I won't be able to list that, but 1,222 sats. And he says, Ari, Nathaniel's nutmeg. Stories like these make me want to take up sailing. I'll file that under my 10-year goals, aka before I die. Peter, what is wrong with you, mate? Why <laughs> Why would you want... Honestly, like I came away from that book just thinking, I never want to go sailing. That just sounds like an awful existence. The, the disease, the scurvy, the sort of being trapped with men on a boat, the, you know, the many different ways you could die or get injured, the, uh, like, 
I guess the adventure of it, you know, the the sailing into unknown lands, maybe that had an appeal to them, but that that didn't really strike out at me from the book. What strike struck out at me was a lot of desperate people doing some desperate things for big money, for really, you know, amazing wealth. Uh, and even then, the little guy still gets the shit kicked out of him because he can't, you know, he gets searched for spice on his way home. He's not even allowed to have a handful of it um, because, you know, that'll dig into the profits of the company or whatnot. So, yeah, for me personally, I, I read that book. I was like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm good with sailing. <laughs> I think uh, I'll stick to land and, and, uh, and whatnot. But uh, thank you. Thank you, Peter. And then his last one was 2200 sats. And so he says, uh, I'm going to disagree with your, so this uh, on uh, Leviathan, I'm going to disagree with your view that people in this day and age hold politicians more to account for breaking the law. Mandating vaccines is highly immoral and illegal in itself, but most people love complying with these dictates. Most people love their shackles. Most people love their masters and being told what to do. It makes them feel safe. And to them, that's priceless. Yeah, I can understand this. I can understand this. I would... When I was saying that, I would think I was referring more to overt individual acts. So I would say the 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 things with with vaccines, and I'm I'm on board with that. I, I think mandating anything is is really stupid. Um, I think people should not not be coerced into really anything, um, and that there should just be enough incentives one way or the other uh, for. For people to make their, their choices and whatnot I, I'm, I'm okay with like influencing things but straight up saying you have to do this yeah I, I find that stupid as well what I was mostly referring to when I said that was you see a politician just do something so overt so obviously corrupt that they they can't they can't get away with it and I'm, I'm um, and why this came up in the context of this book was uh Thomas Hobbes was saying, oh, the the Leviathan, the monarch, so this is the person who controls the country or people who control the country, they don't have to play by their own rules that, are, that the other normal um, people do. So if the sovereign says you're only allowed to own three acres of land, it's okay for the sovereign to own 300 or 3,000. And I was saying nowadays... I don't think you can get away with it as an individual aspect like that um, if you're in a position of, of power. Whereas, but yes, definitely with regards to some other things, there there are still a lot of people who will just go, go with the flow. And honestly, like for large parts of my decision-making, I just go with the flow as well, um, you know. I I got the vaccine. I didn't think too much of it, of it, mostly because I got the <laughs> I got the the yellow fever vaccine in in Colombia, and I didn't think too much of that. And honestly, that's probably way more <laughs> sketchy than than uh, getting this the uh, the corona one. But um, there, there's definitely aspects, and I, I think it's it's just up to the individual where where they draw that line as well. But um, yes, thank thank you for for making that point, and I'll, I'll uh, be sure to to clarify that more n- nowadays. And, and you know what, I could be totally wrong. I I could there could still be politicians, and there probably are. You know, it just depends on your level. I know in the US, um, I've, I've been hearing stuff about politicians and people working at the Fed buying stocks. 
um, you know, certain stocks. That that seems to me, considering they have the influence over the money and what they decide will affect the whole market, that, that seems pretty corrupt to me. But, you know, they still got their job. So what do I know? What do I know? So thank you every everyone. So that is Oscar and Peter who uh, contributed to the the oh, and myself uh, who contributed to the to the podcast. It does make a big big difference to me. It, the support really does help. Those satoshis, I I spread them around the system, trying to grow the pie, and um, it's you know it. I I really do appreciate it. I really really do. So so thank you very much for that. We'll get now onto the final part which is what's coming up what's coming up for february of 2022 i can give you a sneak peek here i've got my my boina on which is the argentinian version of a beret and this is because i am reading a book by albert camus the myth of sisyphus so he speaks french that's (laughs) that's my link there it's a tenuous link but i'll go with it and uh so the myth of sisyphus so this is looking at absurdism you wonder why i like books like the um cat's cradle for example or even lost horizon there are aspects of this absurd idea i i i really enjoy this idea of your of two things clashing together and sort of staying in that middle point that boundary point the, the boundary point the precipice of of something that is true in one context true in another context and then sort of trying to meld them together I, I i really like that so the myth of sisyphus is one i am also reading snow crash uh, because i keep hearing about the metaverse so felt like i should dive into that book and and see what it's all about i've got some more philosoph- philosophical books coming up um which ones are those i'll particularly get to i'm not too sure at the moment but a bunch of fun things coming up as always and uh, i really do hope that you've enjoyed this little book recap um detailing everything that was going on in january 2022 going to keep in con- continuing to do this podcast as long as i can and once again your your support really helps make that happen so go to newpodcastapps.com get a uh, a good app fountain is a pretty good one breeze is a good one customatic pod friend they're all good ones and uh send me through a boostergram i really do appreciate that other than that i hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world coding out <laughs>